You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Your co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a full show for you today. First, we'll get right into the NBA playoffs, and we have an interesting trading card scenario for you. But first to the NBA, where, man, the Boston Celtics took this L, and I can't even say they took it like a champ. Absolutely terrible. Danny, the Miami Heat beat the brakes off of the Boston Celtics where they win by 26 points. And right now, the Miami Heat are on the verge of advancing into the NBA Finals, where right now it is three games to zero in favor of the Miami Heat. Did not see this coming at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the playoffs. Did not see this coming from the Miami Heat. And let me just say, I turned this game off. Started watching it, and I just saw the body language of the Boston Celtics and where they just kept woofing at the referees, irregardless of if you're not getting calls or if you're getting calls, whatever the case may be, you need to run back on defense at least and maybe talk to the referees after uh, a play or, or excuse me, during a, a break because you're down two games to nothing. You're down 0-2. And so you got to really be on your mind. We got to go ahead and play every single possession because we don't know how many points we're going to win by. That's the mindset. Every point counts. Every possession counts. That just is not – it didn't happen for the Boston Celtics. And right now, we're looking at a Denver Nuggets – Miami Heat finals. I already know who I'm picking for that finals, Danny. But first, let's just talk about these uh, Boston Celtics. And I have to say this too, Danny. The mindset of the Boston Celtics is very familiar. It was very familiar to me that it, it really felt like the Milwaukee Bucks. Even though the Bucks went ahead and fought a little bit harder, it seemed like the mindset seemed to be kind of the same. We're a superior team. We're supposed to be winning, but yet here's the Miami Heat, and they're coming. They just keep coming. And so I think with the Milwaukee Bucks search, and there are reports that the Milwaukee Bucks are now narrowing down the search here. But with the search of a coach, the Milwaukee Bucks have got to have a coach that changes the mindset, the of the Milwaukee Bucks, changes the philosophy, um, make it make the culture a little bit more grittier. Uh, I always like the story of Pat Riley telling his players uh, about winning. Winning is like breathing. Something something like that needs to be said in the locker room of the Milwaukee Bucks, man. Mm-hmm. And for that matter, right now, even the Boston Celtics, because they don't consider winning to be uh, like breathing. But Danny, 
these Boston Celtics are done, stick a fork in them. Uh, it is over. What say you about these Boston Celtics? Jason, game two, Boston was winning in the fourth quarter. And there's now a historic exchange between Grant Williams and Jimmy Butler, where Jimmy Butler proceeded to take their NBA souls, snatched them souls, and proceeded to go ahead and take that victory in Boston, which then carried over to game three. And Boston just didn't have anything, man, any type of juice, which you look at, we'll see. Series is technically not over yet. It's 3-0, but <laughs> they're on life support. And you look at they have all NBA players. They've been together so long. And to see them see how they performed yesterday was pathetic. You would think they had picked themselves up. Being this close, man, to the NBA finals, you put in all that work and effort, to, and then to give that type of effort and play in a, a pivotal game three, it was tough to watch, man. Uh, but Jimmy Butler, <laughs> he's doing it once again, man. And you can't do nothing but tip your hat to him, man. He is willing that team, and he is playing lights out. And those guys are uh, performing around him. Bam, out of bios, having a good series. So it's – we'll see. They have a game tomorrow night, and we'll see if they get the sweep. Mm -hmm. But – Shame on Boston, man. I know they're talking about, you know, the coach and inspiring the team, but for them to be together as long as they have, mm -hmm. it, it comes to a point where they got to take some accountability as well. Right, right. And they got to put some effort into it and pull it together to try to win this series, knowing what's, on, what's at stake. Because truth be told, if they lose this series, whether it is Jalen Brown – or Tatum, or are they going to split it up? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so a lot of questions once this series completes, but right now it's 3-0 and not looking good for Boston. Just as it is 3-0 in the Eastern Conference, it is the same 3-0 in the Western Conference and where the Denver Nuggets, they're going for it tonight, Danny. They're going for it tonight. Uh, teams play in L.A., where the lights are bright, uh, and oh boy, these Denver Nuggets are going for it. This will be the first time that the franchise would advance into the NBA Finals. That's crazy to me, man. But either way you look at it, this, they're on the verge of history. Uh, and so, unlike the Boston Celtics coach, Mike Malone is ferocious. He is grittier. He's infusing the realistic, or excuse me, the reality of the moment. I remember hearing in the huddle, and he was like, this is game, I think at the time, game number two in the Western Conference Finals. He's let them, letting them know, hey, we don't get here that often. You got to make the best of the moment, mm -hmm. and we're a better team than they are. Let's go. I think... You need coaches like that to get in your face. And the things that he said outside, you know, in post game and all that stuff about how Denver is not respected, et cetera. Hey, man, that's what the team needs. And 
whatever the team needs, that's what the coach is providing because they are right now five games away from their goal of an NBA championship. So LeBron, AD, I mean, this is going to be an interesting game tonight. Do they want to go back to mile high and play where the lungs going to bust out their chest and stuff like that with that high altitude? Or are they just going to be like, you know what, one, two, three, Cancun, one, two, three, L.A., we stay home. <laughs> what say you, Danny, about these L.A. Lakers? Jason, watching the game Saturday night, Jokic got into foul trouble. And in the third quarter, he had four fouls. And L.A. didn't take advantage. They ended up, they were down. They were down significantly. And they came back and took the lead in the fourth quarter. And if you look at these games, this easily could be 3-0 in their favor. But they did not execute when it was needed. Because they had the lead in game two. They had the game in late, late uh, in game three in the fourth quarter. And in game one, they had an opportunity to tie the game in the fourth quarter late. And... It's coming down to the bench is not performing. You know, LeBron, you know, has been documented how he's been struggling with his three-point shooting. He actually hit a couple threes in the fourth quarter on Saturday night. So I thought I was like, all right, they actually have a chance here because he's actually hitting his shots. But Denver went on one of those runs again, man, in that fourth quarter. And L.A. had no answer for him. I believe it was like a 14 or 16-0 run where L.A. was up one, and then they got blitzed. So see what happens tonight. D'Angelo Russell is struggling. I think that's part of where they need some contributions from others, and they're just not getting in mm -hmm. it. So I'm curious to see how they play. Like I said, they've been in every game. It's not like like Boston where they just said the mm -hmm. heck with it. They're actually right. they're right there. Jamal Murray, man, has been playing. He had put 30 up on him in the first half, and they weathered that and almost came back. We'll see what happens in this game four and if they get swept or not or if they're heading back to mile high to uh, participate in the game five. We have an interesting train cop scenario who we got. So, Jason, in light of Jimmy Butler's lighting up the Eastern Conference, we have Jimmy Butler's 2012 Panini Hoops rookie card for Latrell Freewell's 1992 Fleer Ultra rookie card. A couple quick bios. Jimmy Butler went to Marquette University and was drafted by the Chicago Bulls 30th in the 2000 or 2011 NBA draft. He was six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defensive team. He averages 18 points, five boards, four assists per game. And for Latrell Freewell, he went to Alabama and was drafted by the Golden State Warriors 24th in the 1992 NBA draft. Four-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA, one-time All-Defensive team. Career averages were 18 points, four rebounds, and four assists per game. Jason, who do you want in your portfolio? Danny, this was a tough one. This was a tough one because we both know about Latrell's free well. Uh, Spreewell is uh, from from the crib. I mean, he's from Milwaukee. Come on, man. He is a, a very explosive player, very explosive player. And when he was with the Knicks, he was that lasher uh, for the Knicks uh, to the point where they were able to get into the finals uh, and 
you know, Latrell did his thing. Unfortunately, they, or fortunately, whoever you're a fan of, they did not win in the finals. Uh, unfortunately for Latrell, he got a little crazy in them, man. And unfortunately for him, he's always going to be known as the guy who had choked out uh, a coach in Golden State, P.J. Carlissimo. I compare that to the likes of Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy, Jimmy Bucket, Jimmy freaking Butler. So you have those nicknames versus the trails free well in his act of choking out P.J. Carlissimo and getting suspended for a lot of games. I can tell the story with this card about Jimmy Butler and what he has done in the bubble and where he has beat out the Milwaukee Bucks in the bubble and outside of the bubble beat out the Milwaukee Bucks when the Bucks were favored, favored to win. And not only that, they were the number one seed. So let's think about what Jimmy Butler has done in this particular playoff run. He beat out not only the number one seed in the NBA, but basically on the verge of sending the number two seed in the NBA home, possibly in a sweep. I can say a lot about that card. And you can even tell the story to children about perseverance, about grit and grind, about a culture, an organization's culture, and the mindset that you have to have in order to win. I can't say that about this card with Latrell Sprewell choking out P.J. Carlisle, your coach. Even though after he did that, he did persevere and he did play with the uh, New York Knicks to go to the NBA Finals. It would have been a better story if he would have won, but they didn't. So with that, Danny, I'm going to have to say this. It was harder for Latrell Sprewell to make it to the NBA Finals back then, based upon, especially in the NBA, with all the rules, the hand-checking, whatever the case may be, it's just more physical. And, oh, by the way, he was on a physical team with the New York Knicks. It's harder to, you know, to go through that than it is for Jimmy Butler possibly to go through the gauntlet that he, that he had with the number one and number two seed. But by them progressing... Jimmy Butler and Miami Heat progressing through the playoffs this year confirms what they had in the bubble. So with that, man, I'm going to have to go with Jimmy Butler. Earlier in the show, I said that it was going to be Denver and Miami in the finals. I, I do have Denver winning the, winning the championship in four games. I think it might be a sweep, four, maybe five games. Um, I don't see Miami really kind of, you know, doing much in the finals. And unfortunately, that's not going to, you know, have the story culminate into this grandiose story of, you know, Miami winning the championship. But you still can tell the story about grit and grind and the heat culture. What say you, Danny? I agree, Jay. This one was tough, man. I just think back to Latrell. And if that did not happen with him, the whole incident with P.J. Car Carlissimo, 
how may have that changed his career and his trajectory and just everything around him? Mm-hmm. Because you remember too, he played with the T Wolves, and they mm-hmm. had they made a run. They ran to the Lakers, mm-hmm. but he was on that team with KG, and you know if they they make it to the finals, it could have been you know helped his overall career. But people, if you have not seen Latrell Sprewell play, please check out some highlights because he used to get. Man, watching him play and the way he used to dunk the ball. Oh, he was and, angry at the rim, man. Yeah, and it wasn't like he was just dunking. He could he could hoop. The trail could, I think, could have been a lot better. But that whole incident just messed everything up for him, which <clears throat> if I look at the card, that's the key consideration for me and why I would take Jimmy Butler's card, even though Jimmy Butler has had his issues Minnesota, for example. And, but it was more, the team wasn't playing up to his expectations. He had a young Mm -hmm. team and he was trying to influence them. And Jimmy Butler is more that old school mentality. We're growing up that thought process Mm -hmm. where he's like, come on now. I'm putting Mm -hmm. in the work where y'all putting in the work too. I'm the veteran. And I'm putting in the work. You're the young guys. You should be doing it more than me. So he left there. He went to Philly. And which I think Philadelphia is still kicking themselves for that. And then that's where he, he blazed his own trail in Miami. And with that, I'm going to take his card. But I will say, though, on the offensive end, the trail Sprewell. I think it was more explosive. I think he was a better mm-hmm. offensive player. Mm-hmm. On the defensive end, that's where Jimmy Butler has the edge. Latrell could play some defense too now. I know mm-hmm. he only got one all-defensive team. but He can play some D, but Jimmy, du- Jimmy Butler, that's his game. And when he came through Chicago, that was the focus when he came out of Marquette. Mm-hmm. Defensive-minded, and his, his offensive game evolved. And he's continued to evolve his game to the point where he is now. And he's carrying a team that, truth be told, was given no chance when the playoffs started. And now look where they're at. So all in all, I'm going to take his card. But that Latrell, like I said, man, one met, one mess up cost mm-hmm. him from, mm-hmm. having, from being here to up here. Thank you for joining us at Bat Ports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at Bat underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is BatPortsTalkPodcast.com. You can also email us at BatPortsTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.